0: Greetings, friends from Honolulu. We're back with Ascendant. I'm Andrew Crusoe, and today I'm so excited to present to you an interview that almost didn't happen. And guess what? This recording is actually from last year, but I knew I would launch this show in the perfect time, which turned out to be 2022 o two twenty two. So I was open to spontaneous things happening, and I'm so glad because this interview actually gave me chills when I was editing it, lightly, and not just because it turned out to be rather prophetic. I'll cut to the chase. My dear friend, Lee Fox, is a wonderful human being. We actually met a few years ago at Kuku'o Studio, this really cool jazz club in Hilo, and we just vibed immediately. She has this wisdom that sort of surrounds her, and Just, uh, she's a very specific, wonderful kind of human. And when we recorded this interview, uh, we were going on some spontaneous trip to Carl Smith Beach Park, one of my favorite places on the Big Island, a great place to snorkel. And I just happened to have this mic and my iPhone USB adapter in my backpack, basically a mobile podcast recording studio. And I felt this intuitive nudge to ask if she'd want to be on the show. Some of my favorite interviews that I've ever done were spontaneous, and this one is a great example. The result is such a delightful conversation about Lee's abundance journey, from being what she calls a dead, quiet kid to international property owner, traveler, and master manifester. We talk about some big stuff in this interview, like using music to process pain, fuzzy telepathy, egos getting thinner the pandemic is a catalyst for growth and what to do if you have haters and prophecies about this time period. Wow. Because remember, when you swim with the turtle, your views of the world might change. And you know what? I'm even going to throw in a little bit of a free bonus at the end. Enjoy. <laughs> kind of impromptu this is my sweet hanai auntie lee Hi. who's agreed to be on the show and um we're doing this with the mobile podcast setup and uh yeah so for those of you who don't know hanai means adopted in hawaiian so you're you're not related but you feel like an auntie to me and that's not that's pretty rare and I met Lee at Kuku'au Studio a while ago, a year and a half, maybe two years ago.
1: More probably, like, almost four now. And I, I actually met you originally over at um, Wits End, you know, way way over in Kalapana. And you were over at the market when, when it was still open at Uncle Robert's.
0: Well, Uncle Robert's is separate from Wits End. Yeah, you're right. right 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 but they're they feel similar
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> true that
0: yeah I right that. you met me uncles uncles who, who knows how long ago that was but mm-hmm. um yeah so we're here at carl smith beach park one of my favorite places on the big <laughs> island i think how was your swim to today's
1: water was excellent mm-hmm. hot
0: Oh, it's warm. Yeah. I love going over there because it's shallower, so you get. Oh, crap. It's not. Oh, it's picking it up. It's picking it up. Yeah. It's just a little quiet, but I can boost it. I've got a. I'll throw it through a compressor and an equalizer. And you said you used to do something like this. You, like, record your friends mm-hmm. with a with mic you
1: have. Would you just keep it in your backpack? Or, like, what was that like? Absolutely. Even there was just, a, like, a, a larger box that went along with it sort of to pick up some of the noise but still kind of cancel it out. Yeah, but it was in an effort to not only gain, you know, what they were doing that day or just their headspace, mm-hmm. but sometimes to interview people and there's information or tidbits of things in there from local types of stuff that... Was useful to what the community was doing. You mm-hmm. never know whose brain you're gonna pick. <laughs> no, you don't. No. I think the sound quality
0: is good, so I'm gonna take out my earbud now, but so I can be totally here. Good. It's good to. It's nice to have the zero latency monitoring, so you can always just be like,
2: okay, it sounds good.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. So before I turn the recorder on, you were talking about when you're when you're having a conversation with somebody. Occasionally you'll hit on a question, and you'll just get like this. You'll catch them off guard, and they'll actually have an opportunity to be, to be truly vulnerable.
1: Yeah.
0: And um, and then you said something really mm. nice. Oh, you've got some twine? Hemp wick. Wick? Hemp wick. Hemp wick. Yeah. Ooh, can I touch it? Of course. I like that. Hemp is amazing. <laughs> you can do so much stuff with him. Mm-hmm. It smells good, too. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Did you make this? No. Never know. I never know. You're so crafty and multi talented. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So a question?
1: Sure. Yeah? No no I was in. Oh <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sure. Well, um, so you just I you you said you grew up in southern New Mexico.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Right on the border. Uh-huh. Really close. How far from the Mexico border do you think?
1: Three miles. Wow. Yeah.
0: Wow. In the Apache, actually, in the Apache Reservation. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And you said you're part Apache. Oh, yeah. In theory, I'm part uh, Cherokee. I don't know where it is. It, it, I'm glad I have it because it, it's probably the only reason I can tan. The rest of it's like French and English and European mutt. It's hiding in there somewhere. It's, it's in there. All right. I think I, I I'm really happy that um, it's on my mom's side. But
1: your heart's in it.
0: Yeah. Well, it's uh. Yeah, yeah. So you you uh when did you first come to Hawaii? Out of curiosity.
1: March twenty third of twenty twelve.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Oh And yeah, I remember the day and I remember the smell of the islands which is most remarkable. And knew mm-hmm. you know, I had been all over the earth and knew instantly mm-hmm. it was that was home. Yeah. Wow. Like I knew I was just like, Oh, this is where I'm gonna settle down. Yeah, good. Oh. Yeah. So, I made a goal within a year to be here and in 9 months I was like, okay, bye.
0: So we so then you moved here in 2013. 2012. Or at the end of 2012, mm-hmm.
1: right? See. No, March 23rd of 2012 was the day that I Oh, came. I, thought yeah, yeah, right. that. <laughs> I thought it was 9 months after that. After that.
0: So you got here almost a year, exactly a year before I got here the first time. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was April 19,
2: 2013,
0: Mm -hmm. and uh, same thing, I just remember like landing in Kona and just like the air is different here, you know, really special, and it's just also really fun just walking across the tarmac. You know, like, this is the smallest airport I've ever been. Not Maybe not the smallest, but, like, the smallest international-type airport, right? <laughs> like, there's no tubes. You don't walk through a thing. The whole airport's outdoors. There's no...
1: The humidity smacks you in the face, and so does the smell, <laughs> and you're like, yeah, let's do it.
0: Well, it's a really big contrast for you, though, right? Because how about dry New Mexico is compared to the total opposite
1: yeah. climate in some ways. Totally opposite. So, deserts are like trying to keep your plants in, and <laughs> the tropics is like trying to keep a few of them out. <laughs> yeah.
0: You're just fighting the weeds all the time. It's like opposite of farming here. You're just cutting stuff back all the time, and uh, everywhere else you're trying to make it grow, make it grow. Yeah, right. and, <laughs> but hey, you know, but you have spots all over the world. You've really been a traveler, like, um, pretty much your whole life mm-hmm. is that was that something in your family that was you were a very nomadic family or was it something that was a goal from a from a teen years or younger
1: i would probably i would say five years old is when i had the very first vision of uh of expanding into something my father always told me you were you know you had told us that you were going to own properties from the time you were tiny five. just he said that to you yeah and it, when you say and prophesy those things as a child, it's much more likely you know, to come into your vision. That's very, very, very powerful and energy for yourself. So to have said that, it didn't it never left my mind. Five years old, I, I definitely want to have properties all over the world and do something with them. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. And do you think that's because as a kid you have less internal resistance to things? It just sort of becomes part of your unconscious mind or... Or maybe that was just some pre-incarnative agreement that you had? Or, or, I, you know, it's,
1: a lot it. of a mix of a lot of different things, I would say. Definitely a choice from, from what I can tell from past lives. I, mm. I, you know, there's obviously no scientific proof for those things for most people, but mm. there is something to be said for, especially like I, I mentioned, for children's magic and their energy coming into something and saying, this is what I'm going to do.
2: it's close
1: to what they're going to do if not pretty dead on yeah Yeah. but we can start to think like that as as children and then as life comes along somewhere it says "Mm, i'm not sure you should do that no we need to follow our intuition from the time from the time we're tiny yeah Yeah. it's it's the purpose Mm -hmm. is already there (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's too easy you
0: yeah. must have been such a fascinating kid
1: <laughs> I was so dead quiet You would be really, 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 really surprised to know I was just dead quiet Would you be the
0: kind of kid that would would like sit back in the corner and just observe everybody?
1: You know? It kind of scared people sometimes <laughs> you know. I mean, that's kind of the mode that
0: you were in when I first met you mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. was just I'm taking a shower was um cuckoo out and you and we were just so serene but you were still in a way you were still inviting it was just like this very quiet vibe of like i'm approachable but i'm i'm observing everything but i'm not but i'm i'm accepting it was a very interesting mix mm-hmm. i appreciate it <laughs>
1: yeah. i try to leave space open for those who want to come um and that's okay but if not i remember we were having a conversation about this where we said um she, he, you said don't you go to in order to see people and I said no I don't mm-hmm. you know I use I come there to use the music to kind of work through the body and to you know, push the toxicities of things of the day out both mentally and physically I think that was probably pretty different than what you've heard in the past maybe <laughs> yeah. and certainly with an interaction with you it was, it was more rare for me
0: yeah. what was more rare
1: A, uh, interaction with you was more rare you know Um, just because I don't normally talk to people at all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like you. <laughs> I, I like you, too. I like you, too, Ali.
0: obviously. No, you said, I, I was wondering if you'd bring that up, because mm-hmm. I don't want to share any, you shared some things personally, and I don't want to say anything that... No, not at all. But, Go ahead.
1: Feel free. <laughs> well, you, you said it was, a,
0: okay, since you're saying that, um, mm-hmm. I, that, what you said is it helped you process pain as well, mm-hmm. and that stuck in my head. We were messaging on WhatsApp, and uh, that stuck in my head for days. I thought about that a lot. Wow. Mm-hmm. just what a powerful catalyst and way to, because it's a place of a lot of joy, you know yes. it's, a, it's a very beautiful um, container, really yeah, yeah. To, to do that and it was like, whoa I never even, I felt something, but I didn't know what I was feeling because I'm not as intuitive as you I'm pretty intuitive, but like I wasn't really sure you know, what,
1: she's working through something But then when you said pain, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Interesting. So I wouldn't say that you don't have that intuition. All it is is just sort of talking about it and saying, hey, do you you acknowledge that perhaps that might exist in you? Uh, And just like anything, a, a talent can belong to a certain person, right? They can sing well. They can be empathic well. They can several things other than that well yeah. and i'm looking for human evolution to come to that state especially now mm. in a time when the world looks the most broken is in the time mm. when people are really showing their individual talents in a way that is not mm. normal to what we normally see normally see quote unquote, in in society and i'm ready for those changes to take place and they're happening faster and faster
0: yeah. I've really been feeling that, yeah. especially this month. Yeah? <laughs> I really appreciate you saying that, Lee, because it, what was it, um, we've got some fun little flying friends. Hi, flying friends. Come <laughs> on. Just a couple, just two. Um, just two. It's just hard to describe, but it, it feels like, it almost feels like the the veils between egos are thinning that's what it feels like to me like there's almost this more like fuzzy telepathy that happens where people pick up stuff from each other maybe with less friction than they did before Mm -hmm. i'd like to hear what your read is on that but it just yeah it feels it feels very much like there is i'm getting more of a feeling of one consciousness on earth than ever before this year
1: right yeah. I think you're exactly right, uh, mm-hmm. Zoran. My son and I were talking about that yesterday, where, where we were talking specifically about that word "egos" getting thin, real thin. You said that, right? yeah. And he was saying, as a man, that he was watching, you know, many people, and their egos are getting thin, because he said to me something that was on point. He said, "You can be right, but you can be right all by yourself." Huh. So we want to cooperate with each other and the more things get to a point where it looks like we might have to cooperate with each other is where <laughs> those <laughs> egos get thinner sure. Yeah. sure yeah and I like that but it doesn't uh, it bring to mind the fact that we might not be cooperating with each other as much as we think we are And the mm. earth really does have all the resources available for us to do what we need to do right now. yeah yep. all we have to do is decide that that's what we want. All of us. Collectively. Yeah. 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 Collectively. And I think we're coming to that, you know. I'm yeah. praying for it. <laughs> you know, day by day. Yeah. yeah. But people like you and and me and you know, especially artists I think will will bring more of that together than anything else. Yeah. We have to make a switch from that industrial mentality of old to something drastically new in order to keep up that but that still touches some of the older as well.
2: Hmm. So all the
1: philosophies are the two together, hopefully in a balance. Hmm. Yeah. It does
0: feel, too, and it just it kind of like adding to what you're saying, it does feel like this kind of um, relatively uncommon f- uh, phenomenon of a pandemic. It does feel like that can be really can be used and don't get me wrong, a lot of people have suffered from this, but mm-hmm. it, it seems like it can be used as a positive catalyst. Mm-hmm. I think that it's really um, how people. It caused people to reevaluate <clears throat> many areas of their lives. It's definitely caused me to reevaluate many areas of my life, and I think maybe that's part of what I've been accidentally tapping into. Just like all, it just feels like so many people are taking stock, and it, it feels like group mind in the most in the most positive way. Yes. A co- positive connotation of group mind that you can have. Um,
1: what happens when you lock down an entire country and then all of a sudden we need to figure out how to connect to each other again? Mm-hmm. That remembrance of what, in my opinion, came as the first language, a telepathic language. Absolutely. Right? It's starting mm-hmm. to come alive again because now we have no choice. So here we're, we're huh. talking about. You know, several people experiencing even, you know, from phenomena from a person who's now around the world from them. And just a, a distinct and stark feeling that they get right then and there, and it's dead on, you know, they can confirm it. And more and more, I believe we definitely need to head back towards that in order to create you know, what we're looking for, ultimately, which comes to love and peace.
0: I love it. I love this it because it's literally what I was what I what I was the same conversation I was telling my friend about this concept in the Law of One books. <laughs> which I don't know if you've read any of that. Sure. They're a riot. They're a law of one dot info, they're all free mm-hmm. you now, all the sessions.
2: <laughs> and they're
0: talking about this concept of do you remember the concept of social memory complex? Sure. So it's like a whole planet that thinks as one. You can't have secrets, but they they're still kind of individuals, but they can think as a group if they want to. And we were talking about that for a bit. And what you said reminds me of that. Yeah, I'm so intrigued by that.
1: It, same.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's hard for us to grok really like what that would really be like. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It brings to mind the words hive mentality. Sure. In it, a yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> And all at the same time, um, there still will be anomalies no matter what. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that We'd too. We want that as an, yeah as yeah. An, ev- an as an evolution as an yeah. advancement. Yeah. But it seems
0: like if we could all like think and like stop falling into this us versus them mentality, not mm-hmm. only would we reduce suffering on the planet. You know, most of that suffering is, you know, you can't dehuman you can't like have violence towards someone unless you dehumanize them unless yes. you make them the other. So yeah. if we get to a point where we can really get that in our heart and our gut of, like, there is no other. There's one people. Right. There's no more violence. <clears throat> you really can't have, you're not going to have people mugging people. You're not going to have people stealing from people. You're going to have, like, real cooperation.
1: So now the maybe other that's side. very
0: idealistic, but I uh, <laughs> I think that it's, I don't know, maybe a thousand years on know.
1: i hope and pray for the day that we all can do those things right much sooner sooner. what i do also know is as in speaking to my son about the same thing Mm. we come up with those certain concepts he says but what about there's always the balance you know people say um then we should have this or that such as violence or wars in order to teach us what we don't want to do and i thought to myself do we want to do that perpetually? I have. <laughs> have four we done words that enough? For that. <laughs> yes. Been there, done that.
0: Right. We're good. We got it. Happy. We're good. Yeah. We've had enough <laughs> empires. I think it's time we start acting like one people, which yeah. is a thing that's kind of like an undertone of all my books. Yeah. I'm trying to get to people on an unconscious level about that. Yeah, we've been there, done that. Conscious level. What do you? This this is what this sneak. is about. This conscious, is the conscious level. Component of that. I wrote those books when I was trying to sneak it in. Now I'm being overt about it.
1: Good. I like that. Yeah. I want it to be. I, yeah. I think it's appropriate that it's aging that way.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, Time. I mean, there's different levels of what is, what is unconscious and what is. There's a couple of things that are not, not. I'd say they're more obvious in the, even older books, but. But um, that's so interesting that you were talking to your son about that even recently. Mm-hmm. It almost proves my our, our point. It Not it's almost, it does. Yeah. You
1: know, it does. That, yeah. that no matter what you're doing or where you are, and even if you don't even touch a person for quite some time, we've been, you know, basically uh, haven't seen each other, you and I, for about seven months. But no matter what, if you, you know, close proximity or far away, still plugged in. Yeah. A little Eight. longer. Eight. Eight. Yeah. yeah. I think it was August. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. It's been mm-hmm. interesting.
1: <laughs> I can tell. It's been
0: interesting here. It's, thank goodness, overall, been a lot of positive things that have come out of it. And a lot of like, feels like burning off the chafe. but what it feels like. I'm just Growing in self-knowledge, knowing what to let go, mm-hmm. and being patient with myself, and patient with other people, and patient with the process has helped me. Yeah. But this island is, you know, still feels real different than it did before the pandemic to me in terms of just the expectations and the social flow is interesting, interesting. Yeah.
1: Hear me, Andrew. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely the type of individual who will affect many among us for all of your life. Please don't give up in your fine work. You are adorable, beautiful, kind human being. Don't forget who you really are. Thank you. And the strength that you really have. Yeah. I hope that you find the friend group or whatever you need inside of you on top of it to yeah. become fulfilled. Mm. 'Cause the gift that you have is very special. I would never want that light to be put out by anything.
0: I really appreciate that. You honor me with those words.
1: And... You're an honorable man, Andrew. Wow.
0: <laughs> I do my best. Don't we all I have a couple haters, but
1: don't, don't we all? pay attention. <laughs> don't pay attention. In fact wait a minute. I can't say that. <laughs> Pay attention to them, because the more of them you have, the better you know you're doing. <laughs> I've heard that. It's true. I struggle with it. It's true. I struggle with it sometimes. I don't. I don't. I'm like, okay, I can morph that you. energy. This is why you're an inspiration. <laughs> One of the reasons I should say why you're an inspiration. Mm.
0: Um, I, yeah.
1: <laughs> I find it interesting that... In, in coming across you in life mm. and, you know, all the things that you have done on your own, yeah. that it it, app- it appalls me <laughs> oh that you would indeed think that there are haters of you. There are no such thing except to tell you that you are doing better. <laughs> They've come to remind you mm.
0: You know, it's funny um, not to get too many, not to get too personal about this, although this is a this is already an amazing episode. Of Thanks for Enjoy being a the, the show. show. <laughs> <laughs> and this is I think this is the first one I've done in a in a park mm. actually, and Yay. that's why I got this I got this setup. It's funny I watched my YouTube video about when I first got this adapter, and I was like, I'm gonna do this, and it was like several months ago, and I and I sort of felt bad at myself. I was like, ah. Oh, I really wish I'd done more by now, but then I took a step back, and I was like, no, 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 no. The the timing is working out the way it needs to work out, and, you know, I'm still, as of this recording, uh, kind of enmeshed in the audiobooks, but when that wraps up, I'm kind of a leaf on the wind, that's what it feels like. (coughs) Excuse me, sorry. Oh, no, it's fine. Um, But, um... (laughs) <laughs> what was I going to say? I forgot what I was going to say, but I, 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 you know, I I really appreciate, you know, I really appreciate that we're able to have this conversation because I would have these deep conversations. So this, These shows came out of me having these deep philosophical conversations with brilliant, inspiring people like you mm-hmm. and being like, not saving this feels selfish. <laughs> really? Like, like, this conversation could, could, like, inspire other people besides just me mm-hmm. and any other person. Or if there's a third person, a third person. Just, like, and that's the thing, just being a nerd for about ten seconds, that's the thing that really excites me about the internet in general. It's just the leverage that you can make a thing, mm-hmm. and you might reach 100,000 people, yeah. you know, and it, and it could be... Depending on how smart you are about it, it might cost you nothing to deliver that value to 100,000 people. Depending yes. on how you leverage that, yeah. so or it might cost you like very little, like less than 10 bucks. Depending on how, it, how good of a band with deal you've got, but
1: but yeah, yeah. <laughs> also beautifully connected and yet so alone. Oh me? No, I'm talking in general. <laughs> yeah, that's how most people have interpreted. This this year to me, I would say we're all so connected and
0: yet so alone. And and, like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, my friend, one of my friends in Europe hasn't uh, been touched by a human in well, a few months. Huh. Uh, and she's uh, I won't say too much, but she's she's going to uh, she's, she's going to get a massage, and she's excited about that.
1: <laughs> I should hope so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're built for it.
0: You know, that that's the thing. Like especially when you have. Uh, you know, Especially if one of your Even with friends Especially if one of your love languages Physical touch mm-hmm. like, I think that that has affected us Maybe even more intensely Than the average person oh. During a pandemic you know? And we're really lucky here on Big Island That things have relaxed quite a bit People aren't that worried here um, you know, the cases are really, really low. Most of the island has had, you know, and there's a lot of people have feelings about this, but most of the island has had at least one vaccine shot at this point. And people are feeling way safer. But there's other countries where they still, you know, they're in lockdown, or they just came out of lockdown, or they have a curfew. And that has been so interesting hearing from friends I have in other countries. And like, wow! You know, occasionally they'll tell me something and I'm like, they could not do that in America. People would be rioting because it would be against the individualism of America. And it's been very interesting. And I'd love to hear, maybe you know, you've got some thoughts on that, of like, you know, the cultural. You know, it's interesting. The uh, <clears throat> I mean, you've been on the mainland yeah. for a while. You've been, I think, in New Mexico and you've been in a couple of places. Think,
1: yeah, a quite a few different places yeah. in, on the mainland, all the way from Minnesota to, you know, Arizona and a couple of more states, but yeah what I'm finding is um, there is no rhyme or reason, you know, although mm. I would say... It seems kind of inconsistent. Extremely. <laughs> yeah, even from county to county, from, yeah. you know, yeah. from yeah. county yeah. to county, you know, and I'm thinking, <gasps> this is interesting. So, in Bisbee, Arizona, and in Tombstone, Arizona, you know, just a couple of cities, and in Sierra Vista, where I was saying for quite some time, mm-hmm. there's this, like, They don't really care. In fact, they pretty much encourage you not to wear a mask. Mm -hmm. That's their mentality. Mm -hmm. And no one no one says anything. The local cops are all about take your mask off. We're good. But the cops there tell you to take your mask off. We don't play that here.
0: Do they do that so they can identify you? No. Or they're just Just
1: for the sake of we don't want to do that here, right? So you should see the reactions to it. Wow. Um, and more people, I would say, in my own observation for the few, many times actually that I visited there, no one wants to anymore. They're not exactly feeling more oppressed than they are, we're kind of over this and we're not seeing the numbers that match what you're trying to say. You know, And then, of course, that you know, spills over into many different places. I'm finding that even though the, the media is reporting that the military is cooperating, like military members are, they're not. They don't want the vaccine. An overwhelming majority don't want it. They don't want to take it. In the military. And it is being propagandized heavily. Like, you know, most of the people who are in any sort of position are, are, have you gotten your vaccine today? Have you gotten your vaccine today? Have you gotten your vaccine today? Have you gotten your vaccine... (laughs)
0: No. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll have full disclosure. I'm—I've gotten the first shot of the vaccine because mm-hmm. I want to travel, and I don't—I don't, I don't want to jump through red tape, <laughs> right? You know, and and also like, I don't want to have the. I mean, it's a free vaccine. I researched it. I intuitively feel okay with it. Yeah. Um, and I also, I you know, it's worth it to me to cut off that five percent chance when I'm traveling that I'm going to get something that's going to be really crappy, even though there is a fair chance that I actually had it last year or I did have a dry cough for three weeks and I was sicker than I've been in five years. Wow. And I think I had it. hmm But, you know, for me, because I want to travel much more in the next 12 months, um, it's worth it to me. I think it's a really personal decision. Sure. And I'm really disappointed at how, I don't know, I am mean, kind of like disappointed at how excited people get and not a... Ag- like, they get really animated and really... It's like it's okay. Like it's a personal choice, and it, you're not the devil if you take it. And you're not the devil if you don't
1: take right. it. People uh-huh. get really hyper. Yeah, Have you notice this. <laughs> sure, but doesn't isn't that funny that to go along with it just. Sure, yeah. Just to, on the other side of that. I have no objections a, either way. This is a show of many perspectives. Right. You know, this is not. A,
0: this is the least judgmental podcast you're going to hear today.
1: So what we're doing is we're actually yeah. like, hey, take this vaccine, and yeah. then on your Facebook page, declare that you've had you know, the COVID-19 right. vaccine. Right. Now, that's, that's a very entrenching mentality to hmm. incentive to go down yeah. and get something like that, mm. which is, if you think about it, kind of, not really associated to any other vaccine that we've seen so far. Not, right. not in our, not in the non-pandemic stages. Right, of things, totally. which yeah. is interesting. And yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not judgmental to either one. I don't have mm. a preference. Mm. But I am seeing an overwhelming majority of media saying this is people are accepting this versus people mm. not accepting it and not wanting to go along with it. And I'm thinking, this is really interesting. Mm-hmm. What are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Where th- Those numbers are not matching up across the board for people either. So. It's interesting to see what's going to develop from what happens with that. Wow. Mm. <clears throat> people are getting hypersensitive about it. I that going to tell you something about our, our nation, though, over a vaccine. Well, not I, not enough in my phase.
0: <laughs> I think a lot of it, and I don't know what's up with the pandemic the whole time, but I think a lot of nah. a lot of it is that human beings are uniquely terrible at, at, at visualizing large numbers. <laughs> I think there's a lot of it that goes this. Like, human beings, they aren't great at statistics. We're not, like, can you imagine a million dots? Can you imagine a million of anything? But we're not really wired to do that. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And then you think about, I don't know, I just I just think that, Human beings vastly—I um, was reading an article about this. They vastly overestimate the danger of a novel, a novel threat, and underestimate the danger of an everyday threat, I'm an, I'm an like what we just did. We got <laughs> in an automobile. And we made- And we drove past people we don't even know. We didn't know the mental state behind the wheel. Mm -hmm. We didn't know if they were inebriated. (laughs)
2: Right?
0: Right. It's much bigger danger, statistically, Mm -hmm. uh, driving to get a vaccination than actually getting a vaccination. Sure. But people see, oh, three out of the million people who got this got a blood clot. I'm really afraid. And, like, I hear that, and I'm with them, and I I think about that, too. But Mm -hmm. I guess I would just caution, like people being afraid of vaccines in general because vaccines save people's lives sure. we wiped out polio for god's sake mm-hmm. like and I think that's the thing We and maybe it's more of an American thing of like there's this like binary mentality mm-hmm. of like either vaccines I think this is part of this is a big bit right okay. either vaccines are dangerous we should avoid them or our vaccines are great right. and I'm pretty much pro-vaccines, except I think the flu shot's a little bit of a money-maker thing. I don't think that's necessarily important. Unless you're elderly, then maybe the flu, you'll get that 50% chance your flu shot will help you. Because half the time, they pick the wrong strain, and that's <laughs> verified. But fine, whatever. That's not a big deal. But yeah, this is an RNA vaccine, which I've had, which my shoulder was sore for a day and a half. And it is a newer type of vaccine, but it's been studied intensely they've been working on mrna vaccines for many years before this vaccine came out but yeah it's a newer vaccine i understand why people are nervous but i don't i think people should be careful about not throwing the baby out with the bathwater but it's a very interesting discussion because it, it is very personal and it's it should be one's personal choice mm-hmm. i i support that hundred percent
1: that's where I want to remain it's that it should be everybody's choice right yeah okay so I I don't I don't mind that you choose whatever you want to just as long as it remains my choice and I think that's more where people are are be being vulnerable in instead of you' um, directing at directing it at, at the right trigger so to speak yeah. where we're not saying I I do want to still have the choice if I don't want to do this or if I do want to do this. Yeah.
0: Well otherwise it feels like Big Brother pushing something down your throat. Right. I mean that's people are gonna get flashbacks <laughs> in nineteen eighty-four. <1984. laughs> I mean, right? I mean that's
1: kind of like the yes. historical vibe. It's already happening. Yes. So a book was written about spontaneous remission you know Ooh. and uh, right in so, cancer patients you know? yes in cancer and patients wow. so usually they're female and usually they're of a certain age group where they just decide that even being given a stage four cancer diagnosis that they don't have it anymore. And the next time that they come around to take tests, they're in that remission. Now, a group of doctors got so upset that that book was in circulation that I had it taken out. It's back in circulation now. But let's be real about that. If honestly a collective said, "Mm, I'm really not sure that this is so much fear as it is, you know, a virus. Which one is it? Is does my mm. mental state have a, a factor in this, well, and we know how much which, of my mental state does? That's a question. There you are,
0: because we know that mental state does affect. Just speaking from an objective reality <laughs> viewpoint, we can go to subjective reality too. But speaking from an objective reality viewpoint, we know that stress and mental state <laughs> modulate the immune system. We can agree with that about that. You know, so if you have, but uh, so if you're under less stress if you're a happier person if your mental state is in a better place you might be you might get something and be asymptomatic because your immune system's doing a great job. And that's the thing. Humans only notice something when something's broken. We don't notice it when the washer works. We just put it in the dryer. We don't write a journal entry about how great our washing machine worked this week. Usually <laughs> right <laughs> think these
1: things called attractive nuisances for a reason. I don't know. But, so in this case, Yes, please go on. No, not at all. What is, what is happening with society? Are they dying more of fear or are they dying more of a virus or both and and even as you said it oh. we're watching as more and more people get really hyper about what your choice is for things mm-hmm. and that does create that chemical process in your brain where fight now flight. we're fight or, or fight right and we can't even make a good decision as humans in that fight or flight time no period. we can't no. we're not able to really make great decisions for mm. ourselves so we're not even trained to although we can get to that mm. but in that case then what are we doing you know are we really dying of fear more Mm. than anything and that's that concerns me a lot Mm. you know if you look back on the pandemic from even 1920 and some of the historical Mm. things that ran around that i often wondered the same thing too are more people just dying of fear and what the media has hyped additionally isn't it interesting
0: that in our society you can still say, even in the twenty-first century, where we think we're fancy, you can still say that person died of a broken heart, and we can accept that. Yeah. We feel that, but to say that person died from fear, people, a lot of people, have trouble accepting that. Yeah. So what's the difference?
1: Right. Yeah. What's the difference in? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, perception, okay. and even not just so, sp- just personal perception, but societal and, and subcultural perceptions as yeah, well that go yeah. all along with it and that we've been taped into for such a long time. Yeah. Well, I was actually saying it's a
0: rhetorical question, but that's actually a really good point. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking forward to just, yeah, people relaxing a little more eventually. Yeah. <clears throat> Luckily, politics got a little more boring, which we all wanted. So wonderful. I want, let's make, now let's make public health boring again. That's what we need. Let's focus on. You know, it's the thing you said about the counties, how it's enforced differently, different counties. It made me realize just now that because I haven't. I haven't I haven't even left the county because Hawaii Island is its own county I haven't left the county in three years so I don't even know what other counties are like <laughs> wow yeah I' I've been, I've been doing stuff I've been distracted there's a lot of things here now you've been busy yeah. distracted yeah distracted is good you're right you're right mm-hmm. I've been I've been being honest in a little bit of both but yeah like you know and uh, as you know every other island could fit in Hawaii mm-hmm it's the largest island, I think it's the third largest in Oceania, after the two islands in New Zealand. Yeah, it's like the big island, North Island, South Island, and Hawaii. Yeah. So there's a lot, it's a lot of land space, it's a lot to see, so I haven't really felt the pull to go somewhere else. But, um, yeah, so I don't even know how, how things are enforced in other places, you know. I've just been on in, in Hawaii where things are, you know, we're, we're pretty touch and go for a while. People were pretty nervous, and now, like, we're in a park. I don't see anybody wearing a mask here, and um, you know, people are playing in the water, and sometimes we see turtles, and it's—it's it's feeling really normal, actually. It's it, 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 especially on the east side of Hawaii. It feels pretty normal, mm-hmm. and.
1: The one thing I would say is, you know, working with several different things, is we are not taught as Americans to start identifying when our body gets sick though properly either, okay? So, we kind of ignore it, and then we're like, oh man, or we're totally hyper about it. (laughs) And that's interesting too, and you're like, okay. (laughs) Okay. So it's to each his own, but um, mm. I hope that we can work it out to a space where it becomes peaceful for all people. <laughs> that's mm. ultimately what I want to see.
0: And I do hope that I think, I think, um, uh-huh. it's not fashionable to say this, but I maybe this is just my idealistic side, but I think it's possible that this might be a net positive. And that's that is that I sound extremely privileged when I say that because. A lot of people go, you know, know people who have died, but maybe I'm just hopeful that it'll be a net positive in the terms of bringing people together and, and like we were talking about earlier, this oneness mentality that the whole earth hasn't faced something, like even in the, the last pandemic a hundred years ago, people kept that a secret. Like it didn't start in Spain. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's called the Spanish flu because of propaganda, mm-hmm. right? So we didn't, that was a different experience, at least from what I've read, it was a different experience. It was the first project that humanity has had at once, I think, at yeah. least, if, unless you can think of something. I can't think of anything where everybody on the planet, or most, let's say every government, mm-hmm. was thinking about the same thing.
1: Other than war.
0: Other than yeah.
1: World War One mm-hmm. or World right. War Two, but right. there were
0: people that weren't involved in World War One or World War Two, yeah. whereas they were involved in this. Yeah. So that to me, I think that's super unprecedented, mm-hmm. and kind of, uh, yeah, just very fascinating to think Like, that's your opportunity to think as as one people. Uh, that's that's my
1: idealistic angle on it, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. I hope, if nothing else, we can come out with some better ideas towards moving towards a oneness yeah Mm
0: -hmm. period and we talk about stuff like uh, you know Andrew Yang's idea about like universal basic income and and um, you know like my cell phone provider wants to give me like free data for some reason because it's been a weird year I'm like uh I guess so you know and then of course me going like what's the catch? What am I getting tricked into? Something something that's free, we're trained to be a little bit circumspect about that. You seen the film Airport? plus mm-hmm. Nielsen? Yes. Pick the wrong day to quit smoking. <laughs> and he goes through all the things, pick the wrong day to quit sniffing clue. <laughs> the wrong day to quit amphetamines. It's really funny, it's like that movie in Princess Bride. I never get tired of it.
1: Oh, Princess Bride is great. That's one of my favorites. As you wish. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> 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 that was a big influence on my love life, sure. <laughs> was it? Oh yeah. yeah. How so? As you wish. Who doesn't want that? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty That's pretty. Nice.
0: Uh-huh. The um, I feel I, yeah. I I feel like we talk more about the pandemic than our
1: plan on. Not at all. That was fun. That
0: was really good though. Yeah. And then so like but you so you've been you kind of fulfilled that childhood dream of having the properties around the world. I mean I think you said you've got you've got some here on Big Island. You've got some um you so said you have at least one in Australia. Hmm. You know, yeah. I was we, we were gonna have a little uh adventure in Australia and then Australia became closed.
1: Yes. So hopefully yes, next but year. <laughs> they're they're coming. They're making plans. You know, just like anybody else is. It's time. Yeah. Get your passport ready and let's let's do the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this place is going places. Um, going places. hmm
0: and, 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 and I want to go to Australia in the next... It's coming up, and I, I haven't been to Europe yet, mm-hmm. which is kind of amazing to me that I haven't been to Europe yet. But I feel that coming soon, too.
1: Have you ever sort of thought to yourself, Andrew, that... Um, you're not finding your peace amongst people here, mm. just because you're carrying a much more international, probably galactic mentality. Really? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so don't blame them so much, right? You know, <laughs> for uh, not. No, no, I'm just. No, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm being not, facetious more than anything. but... Uh, no,
0: I mean, <laughs> I think that you know, t- maybe, maybe this is like the Patreon-only after show at this point, but. Um, <laughs> I think that I was really, I was in a certain growth um, season here, you know, and I, I got to sell my books to people from all over the world, and I ha- learned a lot from that, learned a lot about being what I might call like a, a white hat marketer, mm-hmm. or a light worker that also can be a salesman, because you can do both. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and then I think, yeah, there's no shame in outgrowing a place, you know. Um, but it it is something that has occurred to me in the last few months of like this would be a much better place to retire to than to be here right now that is a thought that crossed my
1: mind recently (laughs) and if again if I may play devil's advocate on the other side having been been... in the mainland and all over Mm. this is like dialing back a few years and still coming to a, a much easier and peaceful place with self, but mm-hmm. that is my own perception. I you mean, know? many more people on the mainland, I feel, and just in my observation, are, are much more hypersensitive to things they were never hypersensitive to before. Um, oh, and just feeling, yeah, and just feeling like the world is in doom, and I'm like, wow.
0: But they don't get the opportunity to swim with a turtle. Of course, yeah. And when you swim with a turtle, your views on the world might
1: change. Right. <laughs> which is why, I'm, which is why I'm thinking to myself, Do you want to go where? Because <laughs> maybe if you get out of this country, do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so so one of the, I
0: was telling you a little bit about Conscious Growth Club, which is uh-huh. a free plug for this thing, but um. Conscious Growth Club, because Conscious Growth, yeah, CGC, yeah, yeah. I've been meeting some great people there. All right, and uh, it's international. And um, I met a guy uh, from Croatia. And he was telling me... I don't know if you've ever been there. I gotta go.
1: Have you? Yeah, Zoran's name is from Croatia. I don't know anything.
0: <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> I'm i didn't know that. Okay, okay, People in Europe, you can laugh at me. Uh, Not at all. But, it, but the beaches apparently are just wonderful. And then he was telling me about... Uh, mm-hmm. He rented, uh, I think it was an Airbnb mm-hmm. uh, a house in one of the islands off the coast. And, you know, it's... Um, that's something that's definitely, like, in my vortex of exploring. Please this. Yes. I think that it's true. Uh, maybe I do have more of an international mindset. But there's still a part of me where I, I want to feel, and maybe I just have to be okay being a little nomadic, because I, I feel both. I have these Sometimes I have contradictory uh, natures, you know. There's a part of me that, like, I want to, like, know this some place is like a home base right Mm -hmm. but there's another part of me where i want all my possessions to fit in my 46 liter kestrel pack (laughs) and those are kind of two separate they're there are two different ways of living right Mm -hmm. it's almost like two very different modes Mm -hmm. and they're both part of me but i'm trying like sometimes i try to reconcile them but i do sense a nomadic period coming up
1: yeah Say so too. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. Get yourself some culture. <laughs> and at that, <laughs> at that, a whole different culture than you have seen before. Yeah. Think of the, yeah. think of the space like right after 9/11, where it was like, yeah. <gasps> and nothing was the same. This is that too. Yeah. Nothing is the same. Yeah. Like and and some of it. Appears to be—it's really interesting.
0: Sorry, appears to be the
1: same as it was before uh, in certain little pockets, but it's not. Our whole world has changed.
0: What do you think is like the biggest change, or like some things that are perhaps universal to? You know, like the attitude in South Africa versus the attitude in Thailand versus the attitude in Europe, like the many places you've been to. Like, and I don't know if you've been international during the <clears throat> pandemic or if that opportunity or that. Yes. So I'm curious, I'd love to hear some observations.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, oh, gosh. Um, there's There seems to be this beautiful divide between we're divided or mm. we are coming to one. And that it there's that almost, it no, like. in almost wow. no in between, almost no in between. It's so we're totally divided, or and we're becoming more divided. And I'm scared of that, yeah. or we're heading towards one. Wow. But if you take a look at Hopi Prophecy, right? Oh, oh I've
0: heard a little about this, but
1: not right. very So Hopi Prophecy man, said, huh? we're going to go down that river and you're going to have to let go of those banks and become one in the middle and hold on to each other in order to survive this. But there is going to be two paths at the end of that river, depending on what you choose in your own life. And now we haven't really understood that from the time that... Red gave us that prophecy right. but now we're seeing that I, I was like, that's interesting either it's a reflection of the relationship with myself and I'm projecting yeah. or it really is that people are thinking we're being reaction. more divis- devised or yeah. we're moving towards one right. even our conversation here today was like, no, we're moving towards one and I'm like, yes, tick for that side <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah hey,
0: well that's what I'm voting for <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the other th- Everything else seems like an illusion. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Really? Yeah. I mean, how many ascended masters and how many schools of thought have that as their bedrock? You know? It's like the division is an illusion. You mm-hmm. know? Like, just, all you gotta do is just like, even listen to like Alan Watts for like seven minutes you' be like, yeah, this guy, this guy gets it. Or listen to Ramdass or. You know, Esther Hicks. Or these people, are just like they're all talking about the same thing. But how many different places they come from? That's the thing that's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. The 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 variation of cultural backgrounds mm-hmm. that say similar things mm-hmm. is, is uh, and even Hopi, which I want to learn more of. Mm-hmm. But the question is, is that what is? How does that actually work? It's almost like it's almost like me trying to understand. The way a space shuttle works—it just seems like I need to take a class just to understand, really. Because it, is it—is it—is it objective? Is there literally going to be like a like they talk about law of one, like a fourth-dimensional Earth and a people who don't graduate? Is there going to be a literal bifurcation in <laughs> objective reality? Right? Some people believe
1: this, uh-huh.
0: or is it a subjective shift,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which I don't really know what that looks like, you know
1: so what is could it come you know what I find interesting and again Zoran and I were talking about Mm. this is that the Torah the Quran the Mm. Bible Mm. and Vishnu you know Mm. Krishna almost Mm. anything Vedic even Mm. have this thing of the prediction of this time period where there is this fork but we don't necessarily Mm. find an answer to what you're asking Mm. where is it going right Mm. and none of them Have from what I can tell, a final answer. It's to remains to be seen. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Like that's that I think probably is what scares people more than anything. It's not knowing what's going to come specifically. Mm -hmm. That scares people a lot. But. That's where you and I come in and say there's no real need to be scared. Just hold on. you know, that's all that's what you can do and what you do in life anyway, right? Mm-hmm. All right. You're prepared for this ride already. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. wow.
1: Keep your hands and knees inside the vehicle <laughs> at all times. And if something should fail, well, (laughs) put your head between your legs and kiss your ass goodbye. (laughs) Next dimension. I can't. I can't top
0: that. I can't top that. I would. I would. Um. I would say. Usually, when I finish a conversation like this, I ask, "Is there anything you'd like people to check out?" (laughs) You don't. You don't. You're not really that active on social media. Um. But is there anything you'd like to, I don't know, point people toward
1: that they can, I don't know, check out, do you like you to check out? Sure. Yeah. I think I've definitely been focusing on a couple of things lately. So, one, you know the saying, what's the worst that could happen? Mm. Kind of a depressing question. Yeah. What's the best that could happen? Mm. Watch what happens. Mm. Which has been interesting and the other side of of that the second is um what would a person do in a situation that loved themselves what, what would, would they, what would that look like if they loved themselves would they do? right yeah. in, in anything that you're contemplating right this is such a hard thing what am i going to do what would a person that loves themselves do hmm. and i thought that's actually very powerful both of those that's a very 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 powerful and beautiful reframe Mm -hmm. and it it has turned some interesting things so normally I am indeed though a manifester and creator of all things very heavily especially money and I I have a huge vision about how that goes but setting in motion this thing that says um, what's the best that could happen leaves the end to sort of the universe of what what that Lesson wants to come mm-hmm. Instead of being so in the creative process of it, Supposedly hmm. And that has brought about spaces To see an opportunity Where people are, as you said The ego is becoming thinner Even my own mm.
0: And even the veil Between egos Yeah, yeah. this is also something that to me. The it, it just remind What you saying? Like, it Reminds me of Um Uh, manifestation uh, like intention that I heard and I think Esther Hicks was talking about with Abraham Hicks type stuff it was like this or better which I thought was a a nice reframe like you know this is something that I'd like to manifest it's saying this or better you're being less attached to the exact form and I don't know I find it I find it a nice what you said reminded me of that Mm,
1: yeah Whatever magic must come out of your mouth in order for it to spell you personally. Mm-hmm. Whatever makes you believe that that will be there, because it will.
0: That's a good point. Yeah. It starts with the belief. Yeah. Believing is
1: see mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always tell people, is it any wonder we call it spelling? Mm-hmm. I think I've said that before to mm-hmm. you. We are spelling ourselves at every moment. Yeah. Every word. Every moment. Every moment. So you just want people to
0: keep that in mind I suppose as a takeaway for sure intentional.
1: one amongst every billions of things I'm sure we're just reminding ourselves of <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. yeah. hey well thanks for thanks for being on the show I really appreciate you coming on this was a very I really appreciate this conversation
1: well thanks for the impromptu <laughs> that's fun I haven't the done an interview in a minute the,
0: be- the best the best shows I've ever done, like, have been totally impromptu. And is it okay if I use your full name in the
1: title? Of course.
0: <clears throat> I like to get that. Is there any other permission I need to get for this? Um, we're in a public place. Um, <laughs> uh, if it, I may, if, if it's okay, I might tag you. Um, I try to do as little editing on these as possible with the mm-hmm. new show. Mm-hmm. This show, um, this new show. Which is technically like, I don't even know. I think this is like my fourth show I've ever done. I think this is the one that's going to last the longest. The show is called Ascendant. And it's dedicated to raising consciousness. Excellent. And helping he race ascend. And it, the name, it kept getting smacked over the head by the name. I was like, no, I want to keep it the old name. And it just kept coming back to me. I'm like, the universe just kept like putting it in my head and putting it in my head. I'm like, fine.
1: We're moving you in a different direction. Go. <laughs> <Duh. laughs> Here's your
0: sign. We might do a little after show because I have a more personal thing to ask you. But um, if you want to check out the after show and support the work, they can go to patreon.com slash hellocruso. And I think it's, it's very cheap. It's, a very, it's less than you pay for a coffee, at least here in Hawaii, per month. And you get every after show so much stuff. It's fun. It's a really fun way. You know, honestly, half the reason I do it is not even the income. It's the interaction. You filter for people who are really um, enjoying the work. Mm-hmm. Like they show up on the Patreon page. And, mm-hmm. You know, the more abundance I can bring them through that, the more I can focus on just purely creating the kind of content that want and doing better and better shows like this, doing one of the podcast i mean i fully expect this exact mic or at least this adapter in this phone to be you know in several continents in the next few years that's that's really that fires me up to like the mm-hmm. idea of like a really interactive dynamic but edgy interview show that's truly international that you hear these you hear you know you hear these different perspectives and you start to see the commonalities Mm -hmm. sort of like a One Giant Leap without the music if you know One Giant Leap's great band it's a great band (laughs) do you know One Giant Leap? yes no I don't okay okay. One Giant Leap is a great uh, world fusion band I had him on the show, I'll Jamie Cato. to Gatto. check it out. <laughs> Jamie Cato. I'm going to have him on in person, though. One Giant Leap. One Giant. Numeral One, yeah. Giant Leap, yeah. And then he did... Uh, yeah, he's done so many great things. He did, the, he did a good Ram Dass documentary called Becoming Nobody. Mm. It is one of the funniest documentaries.
1: <clears throat> I think I saw that one. Um, yeah.
0: but, uh, it, but you know what's funny, though, when you interview people more? You start to realize that the people really into this are actually kind of, like, into... The kind of people that would make a documentary like that, it's actually a relatively small community. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it's, it's a very special kind of person. You know,
2: that, you know, so. cool. Thanks
0: again for being on. Um, yeah, I think we have a lot of things to think about. And that's episode two. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed it, please go over to Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or any of those places. Why don't you leave a rating? It really helps. And if you really want to be my best friend, you can join my Patreon at patreon.com slash hellocruso, hello, C-R-U-S-O-E. Because over there, you get aftershows. Every single interview has an aftershow. In fact, I love this aftershow so much, I'm going to include the first five minutes of it right now for free. We talk about soulmates. We talk about a lot of deep stuff. Trigger warning, though. There's a fair amount of death in this one. It's unusual for an after show. But Lee's attitude about it is so powerful. She has such a powerful reframe on it that I wanted to share it publicly. Enjoy. One of the episodes, I don't know which episode I'm going to release first. Mm-hmm. I have several and I'm going to edit them. And yours will probably be like one of the first five episodes. <laughs> um, absolutely. Um, and I've told that story in one of these episodes of the car accident. So I won't repeat it here. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I bruised my frontal lobe and my temporal lobe. And, you know, it's only been this year, two years later, mm-hmm. that my sense of smell has totally come back. Mm-hmm. Like, even today, like, I'm smelling things I don't normally smell at this park. It's really nice. Hawaii smells nice, generally. (laughs) Thank God. Thank God. (laughs) But um, did you have any... um, So I was curious about maybe some of the thoughts you had about that. um, I think one of... And then also, um, if you had any thoughts about... Um, We had a really brief talk about soulmates and the ideas behind soulmates and pre-incarnative agreements with people. And I think I I was really down one evening and I asked you, Lee, do you think I have any soulmates on the whole planet? This is the kind of exclusive content you get. And and you know I actually I, I ran that by someone else too, and she was like, of course you do.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't know if they're on the island, but of course you do. And
1: one sitting here right in front of you. We've been we've been with each other for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Come on, now. Yeah. <laughs> but but you anyway, know, but a lot of the
0: people that I vibed with, <laughs> you know, they left during the pandemic. It was really cr- crazy time, yeah. and um, I guess. You know, you, 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 I don't know what it was, but something about the way you phrased your response was like, we should talk about it later. Mm-hmm. Something about the way you phrased your response, and it was, it might have been because I just have anxiety at night, I felt ominous. Something about the way you phrased, to be honest. And hey, I'm definitely the king of overanalyzing texts and things. person. No. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess I'd open it up to just like a, in as much as you want to say, just a general bit about, yeah, what are your views on soulmates and pre-incarnative agreements, like agreements you make before you're born? Um, I don't, I, probably not everybody listening. Um, believes in past lives and that's fine mm-hmm. but I happen to
2: mm-hmm. and
0: I happen to think and it, it just, it, just even like reading Robert Monroe's work or Michael Newton, Michael Newton's regressions, he's like an amazing hypnotherapist, he regressed all these people to before they were born and hundreds of people, they all describe the same place, he wrote several books about it it's really a trip um, and he talks about soul groups and and um, choosing your parents in the books and things like that is really fascinating. But I, I love to hear, um, yeah, I don't know, just some, some of your thoughts if you, about um, soulmates and pre incarnative agreements, if you have anything that comes to you.
1: I, I believe that before this particular life, I, I heavily believed in the idea that there were many lives available to us to access. Um, but it's not—it it wasn't until my daughter came into my life that I acknowledged it in this life Mm. Um, and not until after she passed that uh, I had to sort of go back on some of the things that happened and thought to myself that gives some evidence pretty clear in my mind towards the fact that we do have not only a remembrance of many lives past but yes an agreement Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. um, you know One day we were driving along in a friend's car. No problem. And it was raining hard and we hit the median and she turned to me at less than two years old, but a very quiet child, and said, Mama, crash? And I thought, that's interesting. Words don't normally even come out of your mouth, but why that word? But I didn't put two and two together. She died as as a result of a fatal car crash. And then the Maybe day the life, yeah, uh, and then the day that she passed she was not a cuddly baby but she would come and you know um, love on me she was less than two so I, I don't know many different things gave me the idea my goodness we must have some sort of agreement with each other all along because the death that happened there. Continues to teach me to this day, things that bring me epiphanies that I'm like, man, I haven't been using my time right, you know, and I haven't been doing enough. Oh, 19 months before that, we lost her father. Okay, so (laughs) if you sort of think about, um, I, I, my life has seen things that most people don't get to see until, if at all, until they're much older, and it brings a certain knowledge and it brings a certain gap in knowledge as well that you just don't know what you don't know until you get there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No sadness. It all I all can tell you that the very ideas that got me on to thinking about both past lives and our contracts with people was those deaths was to see was everything, I, I would tell you this, yes, it was a catalyst along the way, and that everything that happened in those spaces led up to who I am today, yeah. and that is really important, because I adore who I am today in my life, and what has become of those things has been phenomenal in the amount of people that I come across in the intelligence and the care and love that they show mm-hmm. and don't even know that they're so wanting to receive that back.
0: Do you see why I wanted to include it now? Once again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing. You can check out my Patreon. You can check me out. I'm on all the places. But uh, just stay tuned, because there's more where that came from. And you can always find show notes at myth.li. Uh, just go to myth.l as in lizard, I as in iguana, slash podcasts. That's the home for this show. I don't know if I said that in the first episode, but now you know. <laughs> Mahalo, and I'll see you next time.